Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, we are live. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, and we have a special guest and a special treat, really, for everybody here on the Must Read Alaska show today. We have Representative Sarah Vance from District 31. And before we uh, get into the segment today, which is five questions, I do want to say a couple things first. First, I want to thank our sponsor. We have a sponsor of the Must Read Alaska show, folks. This is like big news for us because it's literally Suzanne and I, uh, Suzanne in her you know, living room and I'm in my son's bedroom most of the time on our little computers. And we're competing against uh, podcasts out there with multi-million dollar budgets and staff and you know, $10,000 fancy radio microphones. And uh, so we're pretty excited about the fact that we have a sponsor that kind of makes it feel like we've finally arrived and our sponsor for the show, not just this episode, but the entire must Read Alaska show is Charlie Pierce for governor. So we want to thank Charlie Pierce for governor for sponsoring the show uh, because of uh, folks like him and folks like him um, uh, on his campaign that have made the decision to sponsor our show. We are able to spread conservative news, far and wide in all the nooks and crannies of Alaska. So thank you so much, Charlie Pierce for governor, uh, for sponsoring the Must Read Alaska show. It's pretty awesome. We're, we, uh, we feel pretty excited about it. So uh, for those of you who have just tuned in, I've got Rep- Representative Sarah Vance from District 31 on the Must Read Alaska show today. Um, you can find us at, uh, you can find the Must Read Alaska show on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can tell Alexa to play us. Uh, you can pretty much find us anywhere there's any any sort of podcast. We're very excited to have the number two ranked podcast uh, on Podbean uh, in the government section. And uh, they, they have a thing called Listen Notes, which is basically the billboard chart of podcasts. And we have a top 1% global ranking in all of podcasts. So we're very excited about that. It's only because of folks like you that listen to our show and share our show. So today we have uh, the segment called Five Questions, where we're going to go five questions with Representative Sarah Vance and give her an opportunity to talk about uh, what she's excited about, what she's doing. Uh, So welcome to the show, Representative Sarah Vance. Before we go into the five questions, why don't you uh, just tell everybody just a little bit about uh, who you are, and your district that you represent, because you never know, there's somebody that may be in Nome that has maybe maybe never heard of you. So uh, feel free to just talk for a second about who you are and what district you represent. Good morning, John. I'm Representative Sarah Vance, and I represent the Lower Kenai Peninsula. So uh, when you're in Soldaten on the south side, from those stoplights all the way to the head of the bay in Homer. So it's a, a a bit larger than what most people realize, but it runs right down the road, very coastal, uh, very artistic, and a lot of strong conservatives. That's awesome. Well, uh, we are very excited that you uh, you unseated Seton back in the day. So 
uh, that's that's pretty exciting. So, Sarah, the first question is this: What got you involved in politics in the first place? I think it's important for folks to hear these stories directly from the from our elected officials. Well, John, uh, you know, I I first met Suzanne at the very beginning of uh, my foray into politics, and um, I had no idea what I was getting into. And interestingly enough. Uh, she was the one who told me that I have what it takes. And because uh, I had no idea, I had no idea what was involved. I was uh, just a stay at home mom raising four children, homeschooling, uh, you know, just completely engaged in their lives and uh, didn't watch the news. I didn't want all the negativity in my life. I was focused on my happy life and the priority was my family and um, living right around the corner from my parents a happy little life under living under my rock. And then uh, an event, uh, things were happening in Homer and someone reached out to me over Facebook and said, are you aware of a situation at the Homer City Council? There was uh, a resolution that, uh, that wanted to make Homer a sanctuary city. And it was very unconstitutional and uh, gave us a lot of great concern. And so that spread like wildfire around Homer and uh, several of us got together and decided that it was time that we we spoke up at the city council and said something about it. And uh, we met, about a dozen of us met together for lunch on that Monday and uh, decided, you know, hey, who's gonna say what? So that everyone uh, could have a turn to speak and what we didn't know is that more than 200 people filled the council chambers that night, which for Homer, it was a packed house. And uh, we then decided to recall three of the council members because uh, they tried to hide the fact that they were wanting to make Homer a sanctuary city. And Suzanne covered this story at length. And uh, it was just kind of one of those eye-opening things that, you know, maybe I need to start paying attention to what's going on in my hometown. And um, I quickly became uh, the voice for that group. And people said, please don't stop speaking for us. It was not something that I was aspiring to do. I, I just said, I, I don't like the way this is going. I should get involved. I, I, need to, I need to say something. And that quickly became, would you run for state house? And I told people they were crazy. I really did. I, I turned them down. It was something that I said, I have small children. I have no idea about any of this. I didn't even know the name of my mayor when I started uh, <laughs> getting involved with speaking up at the city council. And so uh, I was asked later, I ran for city council and lost terribly. And uh, it taught me a lot. But um, people still said, please don't stop speaking for us. So just the engagement with the community that they needed a voice. They needed someone to speak for them based upon their values and their priorities. And uh, when uh, I got a, a phone call again saying, we really want, would like you to consider running for state house, I graciously said no. And I hung up the phone and my husband said, you know, I think we can do this. <laughs> And it was at that moment that I thought, well, if my husband thinks that we can do it, surely we can. And I started looking at what it would take to run for state house. And I was given a 1% chance. 
shot of winning. One percent. One percent. I love it. So, they, all, they all said, you know, you're probably unexperienced and too conservative and soccer mom and all the 10 different that's right. things. Uh, you know, I tell people, um, anyone can do this. Anyone can do this. They said, how do you, how do you understand, you know, the, the laws and the ordinances? I read it over and over until it finally clicked. Uh, I looked it up. I took advantage of the city website, which we have a really great website. We have so we have so much available to us on the internet now that uh, I would stay up and, until 2 a.m. reading the budget and learning how it, how it flowed together. And um, that was something that I could do. So I encourage people, wherever you're at, whatever it is, you can do it. Uh, where there's a will, there's a way. And um, here I am in my second term. That's awesome. You know, one of the things I want to make sure our folks hear when you tell your story there is that it, it wasn't all high fives and hugs that you, in fact, lost your first time that you um, raced. And, you know, some of the folks that I um, look back at being successful in the political world, they, they actually lost their first race. George H.W. Bush lost his first race. Uh, his son, George W. Bush, lost his first race. And uh, uh, to be, quote unquote, successful in the political world, um, you just have to start somewhere. And sometimes that start includes a loss right out the gate. And that will teach you the things you need to do to get out there and win. And so I'm very thankful that you kept going because uh, you are doing an awesome job. So uh, the second question is this, Representative Vance, who have you looked up to in the political world and why? You know, this is a this is a tough question for me uh, because I am I'm not political. <laughs> People laugh at me when I say that, but I, like I said, I didn't know the name of my mayor. People ask me who I voted for a decade ago in the presidential race. I have no idea. I voted. I just, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a big priority of mine. Uh, so I didn't have political people that I aspired to that we would consider conventional people. But um, there are unconventional people that are definitely engaged in politics because there's politics even in the PTA and our churches. And uh, there was um, pastors in um, Bible college that were a big influence to me that um, always had the mindset um, of positivity and um, that it didn't matter how difficult things were that things could be overcome. And um, Pastor Marilyn Hickey is, uh, you know, um, a woman of faith who has traveled the world and she's ministered in some of uh, some Islamic countries and they welcome her. And, um, you know, the, the royalty has welcomed her because she brings uh, such goodness to their communities, and a lot of healing and um, food and um, does a lot of good things that um, just open the door for her in very hostile countries. When ISIS uh, was, um, you know, just wreaking havoc in the Middle East, they welcomed her um, because she was revered as holy. And um, I just watched her respond with grace. And and that's what I want to do is no matter how hard things are, or sticky a situation. I want to make room for whoever's there 
and provide grace. And that's a learning curve for me because my I'm a mom. And so I'd rather just correct someone and like, come on, let's go. You know, <laughs> there's no crying in baseball. Just you'll be fine. But that's not always what people need. And so th- those are the times that I remember how she responded and making room for people and always have a positive outlook. And I think that works well in politics or even in um, some of the tougher conditions of of mission work as well. That's awesome. Um, What's something that uh, you've accomplished in your life that you're super proud of? I would have to say that is definitely being a mother and raising my my children and um, the life with my husband. When I look back at what I wanted to be as a little girl, I wanted to be a mom and do great things for Jesus. And I, everything that I had asked the Lord for, I have, I've done. And so I just, um, just staying the course for those little girl dreams of not overcomplicating things. You know, I'm, I'm proud of that. And just seeing who my family has become and, uh, you know, my, my oldest is 18 and, um, she is realizing her little girl dreams. And so when we can keep that going and just encourage others through that, through our journey, that's what I'm most proud of. It's one of those simple things in life that it's not any big achievement. Uh, it's, it's all of the little achievements along the way that have added up to being what I'm most proud of. That's awesome. Time seems to fly. It seems like I flicked a switch and now I have a 13-year-old daughter. So I'm going to try to enjoy these last couple of years before she goes off to college and becomes the president of the United States. So um, Very possible. What, <laughs> what's uh, something that maybe you've done in your life that you wish you would have done differently? Maybe it doesn't have to necessarily be a huge regret or anything, but what's something that you look back and you're like, man, I wish I would have done that a little different. I wish that I would have believed in myself more when I was uh, in high school and in college and looking at what I was capable of doing. I really wished I would have gone for that law degree, <laughs> you know, studied the Constitution more. I've never wanted to, to understand law and the Constitution more than I have now. And uh, I think we're seeing the value of that in our nation today is really understanding the direction that our founding fathers were looking to and um, really the essence of our, our constitution and not just what they teach in law school of how to overcome the constitution, but really to uphold it. And that was something that I was interested in early on, but I, I didn't believe that I could finish that I had what it takes to um, have a four year degree. And I also didn't want to become a, a career mom. I I'm, I'm a homebody and now I'm going, you know, I think maybe that would have come in handy and I didn't plan for um, other possibilities and what life would be like when my children had gotten older and that would have done differently. But I, I'm also reminded that my story isn't over. So that's still a possibility. Your story's still being written, right? Yes. Which is exciting. So um, one of the things that you are doing right now is very exciting for me, which is um, I don't I don't know the exact name of the bill, but it's a patient advo- advocacy bill, which you can tell us all about. 
And I think this is very exciting for Alaskans. So if you're just now tuning into the Must Read Alaska show right now, whether you're on Facebook Live or on iTunes, I'm your host, John Quick, and we have Representative Sarah Vance of District 31 uh, talking to us about what, what we have, what I call the segment of five questions, and we're down to uh, the last question or so. And uh, Representative Vance has been working on a patient advocacy bill, which is very exciting for all, it should be exciting for all Alaskans. It doesn't, it's not just exciting for Democrats or just, just exciting for Republicans or just exciting for conservatives or liberals. This is a bill that stretches across party lines and um, really gives a voice to those who didn't have a voice uh, for the last couple of years during the COVID craziness. So Representative Vance, tell us about this bill um, and why it should matter to the everyday Alaskan and, and maybe the next steps that it has to even getting a chance of heck to be seen. Well, House Bill 252 is what I call the No Patient Left Alone Act. There's uh, several others that have been passed across the nation, and this is simply allowing a patient, anyone who is admitted to a hospital, a nursing care facility, any, any medical facility to have a support person by their side at any time so that our loved ones are no longer dying alone. Through the pandemic, we just um, faced things that we never thought possible. We hear, uh, I believe it was um, the first year of the pandemic, there was a 12-year-old girl who was in a car accident uh, and they would not allow her dad in to come and see her. And it was tragic. It was heart-wrenching. And um, I immediately contacted um, the Health and Social Services Commissioner and said, hell hath no fury like a parent who cannot reach their child in their time of need. And I said, do whatever you can to, to allow that, that father in to see his daughter. And um, finding out that government is limited when it comes to um, our hospitals and institutions in many ways, but there is something that we could do. And that is, we can say, you cannot prevent someone from having a loved one present. And um, so I, I began looking at the patient's rights to have a support person, meaning it doesn't have to be a family member because some people don't have a family member that can be by their side. Here in Alaska, we have um, people who um, their family is on the other side of, of the United States. And so having a friend who is kind of like family can be that person. You don't have to have um, an official process for this, but saying, Regardless of your situation, if you're going in for surgery, if your um, loved ones on their deathbed, you can have a person there to be your advocate for you and to speak up for you. Um, and Homer, uh, one of my constituents said that her husband got COVID and he was feverish and she had him tested, but it came back negative. And for two weeks, he was really struggling and she had him tested again and it came back negative. And she said something just wasn't right. And he was feverish. And finally, she took him into the emergency room and he tested positive. Uh, and they were asking him questions. How long have you had the fever? How long has this going, been going on? But what, uh, what they didn't know is that his fever was much longer than what he had told him because uh, she found out what is now referred to as COVID brain with oxygen depletion, you're not thinking clearly. And um, recalling, 
you know, everything that you've been through and your medical situation. And so she had parked herself outside the emergency room and demanded to see the doctors. And so she was able to fill in the gaps of important information to her husband. And they saved his life because he was almost in a place of heart failure. And um, if she hadn't have been there speaking for him, they wouldn't have known how to respond to him accordingly. And um, so we need we need people to be there for us in our most vulnerable times. And that's what this bill does. It simply says you have a right to have a support person in your time of need. I love it. And, you know, for those folks that are listening and think maybe, well, this this stuff doesn't happen or, you know, it's once in a blue moon. I can tell you this, that Muscular got dozens and dozens and dozens of stories from folks, firsthand accounts where their loved ones, not necessarily all family members, you know, some best friend kind of stories and those kinds of things where their family lives out of the town, but they, their friends and family were dying alone in the hospital or being seen alone in the hospital. And the hospital administration refused to change their policies. You had a lot of good doctors and nurses that wanted to let these folks in, um, that wanted to do the right thing, but they're essentially, you know, just doing their job and they have to do what they're told or they lose their job in a lot of these situations, especially when there's a medical emergency example in in Anchorage. There was, you know, there was a um, state of emergency declared for months and months and months and months in the city of Anchorage. And so gave leeway to hospital administrations kind of doing these crazy things where they, you know, your son's dying in a car wreck. It doesn't have to be COVID related. Your your husband is dying of a heart attack. Well, sorry, they're going to die alone. And this is just the most ridiculous, ludicrous thing that I've seen. Sarah's representative Vance has told us a couple stories. I've heard stories firsthand myself. This is a issue. If this has happened to um, one or two people, that's one or two people more than it should have ever happened to. And so I commend you, Representative Vance, for doing a bill like this. What are what's some of, you know, if I'm listening at home, how can I help? What can I do? Is there a hearing coming up? Is there is there emails that people can send in? Is there phone calls people can make? What can people do? Absolutely. Thank you, John, for asking that, because uh, having the engagement from the public is so vital to this process, to the legislative process. And um, I have made a a bill hearing request right out of the gate when the session started and um, have not heard if it will receive one yet. And so sending your emails uh, really to all of the legislators saying that you want this bill, please vote yes on HB 252 and that we would love to have a hearing. We want these patient rights would be so helpful. But you can also send them to me directly at rep.sarah.vance at akleg.gov. Also, you know, going to the Alaska Legislative website is super easy where you can get all of the emails and contact numbers for the legislators. Um, But I'm specifically requesting this to be in the House. So first, and uh, if you start there, that would be helpful in, in getting a bill hearing so that it can get support and go through this process so that we can have this right for patients. Because I would hate to be have another uh, pandemic come and this not be established for patients to be able to have a support person. Yeah. So if, uh, if you're out there in the Facebook world or uh, 
uh, podcast world and you want to help make a difference here with this bill, which I think is important. It's allowing folks folks not have to not having to die alone in a hospital. That's a big deal. Um, make a phone call, send an email. It's very important. And but also remember when you do that to be respectful because um, uh, common sense says the per if you call in and you're yelling at the representatives, staff, or sending emails with uh, f bombs in them they're just uh, less likely to take them uh, uh, serious. And so common sense would be to say to just be respectful. If you wanna have influence and if you want to make a difference, send emails, make phone calls that are, you know, you can be uh, uh, passionate, but just be respectful. That's what I would encourage folks to do. Um, so Representative Sarah Vance, thank you so much for joining us on the Must Read Alaska show. I'll give you one, Last chance here at the end. Is there anything else you want to share before we go um, on uh, what's happening in your neck of the woods? Well, I just wanted to um, thank you for for being on and for the listeners. I just always want to encourage people that their engagement, their voice in government really matters. We need you to speak up now more than ever before. We are having public testimony on the budget and uh you know, we, we need to be able to make some wise decisions based upon the will of the people. And we can't do that without you speaking up. And as conservatives, we tend to wait until there's something really egregious that we speak up on. But I encourage you that uh, we need your engagement right now on things that matter to you and uh, reminding the legislators that you have not changed your mind on certain issues like the PFD, like you want a long-term fiscal plan. You want a solution while we have money flowing in. We need to hear that you have not changed your mind. And um, having those phone calls, those emails really does matter. So um, continue to be engaged. My office is available to you at any time. And um, please reach out to me on, you can find me on, on Facebook and a lot of other social media platforms at Rep Sarah Vance, but I'm available to you to answer your questions and help you get engaged right where you're at. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, uh, Representative Sarah Vance, for joining us. You have tuned into the Must Read Alaska show uh, here and on Facebook right now. You're going to be hearing us on the iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio later on this afternoon. But we want to thank everybody for listening today. We also want to thank our sponsor of this podcast, which I am so excited about. It makes me feel like we've come into the big leagues here. Uh, Charlie Pierce for governor. We all love Charlie Pierce, but Charlie Pierce for governor is sponsored the pod, uh, the must read Alaska show. So we want to thank Charlie Pierce for governor for sponsoring the show uh, because of your sponsorship. Uh, you're allowing us to spread conservative news all around Alaska. So we want to thank you for that Charlie Pierce for governor. And for those of you uh, that are looking forward to our next show, uh, our new host, James Basden, who's a, um, out here on the Kenai Peninsula as well. He's a city of Kenai elected uh, city council member. Uh, he has our Friday morning show. So he'll be uh, on the show Friday morning. I don't know who his guest is or anything, but I know he'll be there bright and early, maybe seven o'clock, eight o'clock here on Facebook. So tune in then. Uh, so until then, from somewhere in Alaska, signing off here, I'm John Quick. Thank you so much for joining us.